Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello. Welcome to the show. Dan, Michael, Rob. Weekly update. Uh, we'll catch up with the latest news from Leeds United. Uh, run the rule over what's happening at Ellen Road. Before that, we should mention that we are sponsored by... Levi Solicitors. Mm-hmm. Do you want more? Please, if you don't mind, yeah, yeah. All right, fine. Some of the stuff they do, Will's probate conveyancing. Litigation. Litigation. Sounds, that sounds exciting, doesn't it? Ooh, it's about um, litter. Uh-huh. About littering, prosecuting litterers, mm-hmm. is what that's about. Mm-hmm. Litigation. Other stuff they do... Uh, for the negligences, the professional negligence. Do you know what? I had a meeting with um, with Levi's yesterday as we record this, and they're really pleased with how it's going, it, which is absolutely remarkable to me. It's I, not remarkable to me. I was just going to say that you've been doing this a bit slicker recently, but it's a shambles, isn't it? Really, <laughs> it's not remarkable to me. It's 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 a method of yeah of advertising that's previously untried <laughs> completely sloppy <laughs> so go on tell me about the services quickly 10% discount on your legal fees by the way just all the legal stuff yeah dispute dispute resolutions commercial property it's another one mm-hmm. they're all good you a fan yes levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball to avail yourself of that 10% discount uh, and we do thank Levi's for their continued tolerance of, of Michael's delivery of that read um, right into it but we're 10 games into the season 10 games into the season. Um, we recorded with Phil just um, before this, which will be coming out after this. But uh, he was saying, doesn't it feel like more? Does it feel like more to you? Yeah, we play. it feels like we play every couple of days, doesn't it, in this league? You forget the slog of it. It's the championship, isn't it? It has <laughs> been a... It's been quite a reminder of what it really is like, which I think is maybe healthy for us. Although I have to say, I am enjoying it more in the Champo than I did in the Premier League. Well, we've won, we've won some games, haven't we? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And we don't have VAR to pick up on awful uh, refereeing decisions. So they just have to stick. It is better. We're, like, we're just a better team. That's why it's better. We were mm. saying this after we finished recording last night that this Leeds team and this manager is definitely better than last season's Leeds team and various managers. And that is fun to watch. I think some of the, you know, we, we were quite kind of calm after last night. And I think probably some people wanted us to be a bit more excited because we were, we had won. But you kind of got to pace yourself, haven't you, over yeah. a forty-six game season? Like as a fan, it can just be so emotionally draining. I do think Leeds have had a decent start, especially considering the context of August when it was just an absolute bin fire. A lot of the stuff around the club, we've come out that really well, and yeah, I think it's been a good start. Yeah, I feel like we've had some bad results in there. Southampton is probably the the worst one because the others I can I'm sort of 
willing to write off one reason or another. You can go like, oh, I should have beaten Cardiff, but first day, we were by far the better team, like whatever. Birmingham, bit of a soft penalty, last minute, whatever. Real Don't, scratch side as well. That doesn't count. Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> um, should have beaten them. Should have beaten them. In the middle of that, we had Sinistera trying to leave, didn't we? We had none to one strike. In fact, none to one strike was Birmingham, wasn't it? Yeah. So we would have won that if he hadn't done that. So we should really have... We should be um, running away with it ahead of Leicester. We should be in second, right? as, as far as I can work So mo- morally in the... Um, morally spots. in the automatic spots. Well, we are in the top six, and that is a good place to be, I gather, in this division. Um, but you've been looking at the table, actually, haven't you, from last season? We were chatting about this in the uh, in the office before we recorded today, and there was some interesting stuff jumped out to you. Yeah, this point last year, Sheffield United were top on 23 points. Burnley, who actually won it, was on 17 points. So just a point better off than we are. And in third place was Reading, who are now 22nd in League One. Right. So that, that's not gone brilliantly for them from this point. And down at the bottom, Coventry were bottom, only had three points, although for some reason they played less games. I can't remember what that was, but they, they ended up they ended up in the playoffs. Was that something to do with the stadium, not either not being ready or available, and they had to cancel games or something, whatever it might I be? I can't remember. But yeah, they were, they were, they'd taken three points from seven, uh, and Borough were 22nd, and they obviously got into the playoffs as well. So it's... There's a lot of games to change stuff, I so suppose, it, is what I'm saying. It's momentum is key, isn't it? So you either lose it, as was the case for Reading, and plummet down, or you gain it like Borough did and Coventry did. And I think that's why maybe, and you mentioned this as well on, on the Phil recording, which will, I say, will come out after this, but um, did we underappreciate we were a little bit ungrateful for the, the win against against QPR? I don't think we were. I think, as you as you said, Rob, you, can, you just got to pace yourself and not get carried away, but just to keep the points ticking along, keeping, you know... Chalking them up on the board. Yeah, the, the early part of that, the Bielsa promotion season as well, I looked at that and into October we'd had three 1-0 home wins in there as well, which at the time probably felt tense because we'd come off the back of almost going up and it was like, well, this is the season we need to go up. So those will have, like, would be, there was the Brentford game where Nketiah came on and scored. There was the 1-0 against Birmingham and one against West Brom early in that season as well. And they were all, I suppose, fairly close games and... You just have to accept that one nil's fine. Yeah, maybe just because I don't know the football's not quite as swashbuckling as as Bielsa's was, Farkas football. But you know, it's that little bit more pragmatic, isn't it, Farkas football? That um, I don't know. We're still just maybe just getting used to it, and we felt a little bit emotionally homeless since like Bielsa went because we've gone through different managers, and it's uh, it's not quite it's not quite being the same as it. Nothing's going to be the same though, is it? I guess you just didn't believe in the Jesse Marsh project. <laughs> you were scared to believe in it. I could sense that in you. You're scared. Why were you scared of it? Scared of everything, Michael. Why were you scared to love? <laughs> Just wasn't great, was it? No, that was the, that was the main problem. With it. it was terrible. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so yeah, so far because football is a bit more pragmatic. We're just sort of getting used to. It. But then nothing's like Bielsa is, is the point, I guess, is it? But um, we just need to find what our identity is. Yeah, I mean, Bielsa is so extreme. It would, that was always going to be more jolting than anything else. I think it's it, we may be slightly confused as well, and maybe damaged by the fact that it feels like we finally got our big post-Bielsa idea which everyone's happy with but we're back where we started when Bielsa first rocked mm. up and he's like ah what was the point yeah. <laughs> speaking of identity it was Gary Monk who took the arse with identity wasn't it who, who what sorry was it Gary Monk who took the arse with Adam Pope's question about identity oh I do, I'm taking the arse I was a bit confused by what you, what you meant then <laughs> um, yes yeah he was he was really annoyed by him because he was I think he was Pope was saying well I can't see anything here that you're trying to do he was like well because you're a dick, Popey. Yeah, <laughs> was what he said. Paraphrasing, to, yeah. To paraphrasing. But uh, yeah, he was being linked to the Sampdoria job, which I thought was quite funny. 
That would be a weird twist, wasn't it? Getting the, the band back together and all that. Mm. I think um, I think the reports in Italy are that it's kind of far down the list of potential appointments because it's really not going well for Rads and Andrea Perlo, which is a, a shame. Mm. If he could wait a bit longer, we could get Hecky. He's surely going to get sacked soon, isn't he? What's happened to Gary Monk? Where is he now? Is he doing anything? I don't follow him on Twitter. He, was doing, he does like <laughs> occasional... Oh, we're, we're blocked from the Squareball account. Oh, I've not been blocked. Because I called him a snake a lot. Don't worry, I'll... I'll remedy that. I'll just reply with a little snake emoji to whatever he last posted. Um, yeah, I do follow him on Twitter still. And he occasionally just seems to do kids coaching things as a bit of a like, oh, and here's Gary Monk, Premier League manager. Well, he had, he had this really promising career and then it just stopped, didn't it? And then there were big fallouts with like Middlesbrough. and mm, yeah. he, got, he got a bit weird with Pep Clotet, didn't he? Yes. Who seemed like best mates. And then the old James Feverson story. Yeah. Did something for his career, perhaps. Yeah, the, la- the last thing he tweeted personally was, um, oh, it's promoting something called My Soccer Profile Academy. Yeah, so he's doing that. Yeah, when it comes to aggro, looking forward to us suing Everton for £300 million or whatever it is, or our share of £300 million. Get right into them. We're not, <laughs> we're not getting that money, are we? Do you want it though? Do you want us to go after them? Well, yeah, because they deserve it. The problem is, of course, they don't have £300 million. <laughs> That will be the issue if they, if it's awarded to us. They'll be like, "Well, what can we do for you? Um, you can have you can have a bit of some players." The interesting that- point there, though, Michael, let me throw this one at you: is that I presume if that was the case, would that be treated as a football debt? And if you do go bust, all football debts have to be paid. If there's an administration, mm. so you're, you're potentially staring down the barrel of liquidation, aren't you? There, I guess. That'd be a shame. I don't want to liquidate Everton, but I'd like them to stop being naughty boys. Yeah, I mean the the stuff they've done, the the massive losses, and the fact they've had was it like more than double the COVID losses of any other club, is obviously like needs looking at. And the, the, one of their excuses are we were going to sell Tosun for like eighty million pound, but then bloody COVID, no one wanted to buy him as it turned out. Um, yeah, it does need calling out. I mean the the problem is here that it, I would say it's really more of a governance issue than. Everton's problem. They yeah. should have just not been allowed to get away with this for as long as they have. But yeah. it always takes so so long for these things to actually come around that you end up giving rulings on seasons that were that are long gone. And at the point, you know, the, even if we get the money, we're not getting our Premier League status back off the. No, I was going to well, the, the EFL for all its faults, and there are many, at least seems to be on top of this. Whereas Premier League just almost doesn't want it testing. Yeah, it's pretty toothless. I mean, if Everton don't have three hundred million quid to give us. They should just give us their new stadium. They should build that, finish mm. that, and we can just strip, sell it, strip it for parts, sell it on, yeah. use it to rebuild Ellen Road. <laughs> or just just detonate it and watch it wash into the <laughs> into the river. How do you think that would sit in terms of environmental concerns? Because they had to do a lot of environmental work in terms of clearing out. I think they're like some sort of unique species within that dock, and they've left it so that in future that dock could potentially be oh, what, what a surprise Liverpool thinks he's got unique species oh we invented some <laughs> we've invented some new fish <laughs> I was going to say it could be redocked such a special river it could be redocked in future that dock Re- what do you mean sorry <laughs> it could be redocked redocked alright okay how do you do that take the stadium out take the stadium out and make it take the infill out but it could be redocked yeah okay let's do that <laughs> So we can't get the money, but we can detonate the stadium. <laughs> I think they would probably carefully dismantle the stadium as opposed to just blowing it up and tipping it into the Mersey. We, sh- we should wait until they get the stadium finished and demolish Goodison Park. And just go, actually, lads, <laughs> this belongs to us now. 
300 million though? We have to, we, mind you, it's only our share of it, so it's probably 100 million each, isn't it? I would say loss of revenue and all that. Mm. So, yeah. We have to give money to Burnley. <sighs> Sigh. But yeah, um, Liverpool have been crying as well just while we're digging out Scousers. That's been fun, hasn't it? I enjoyed how the, the audio just completely blew apart the conspiracy theories <laughs> and instead just exposed that they're just not very good. Just ranking competence. They're just really not very good, very good at handling the whole process. <laughs> and that moment of them all sat there going, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Oh, lads, we've really knackered this but up. It was a goal, but we can't. Can we stop? Pot, stop. I'll pick I'll up. Do, uh, yeah, go on. I'll go you, no, you do. It was that moment. Yeah, the moment of all sat there going, we need to stop stop the game. That sense of panic when you know something's gone wrong. We've all fucked up at work, <laughs> haven't we? Yeah. But generally, there's a bit more a bit more leeway for it. And you can just, you know, you have a word with your mate. All right, just, I'll say that I didn't get that email. <laughs> what? You say... <laughs> You just go. You just deal with it. Yeah, it'll, oh, be, it'll it landed, be fine. It landed in my spam box. I'm so sorry. Yeah, but it came from an internal email address. Ah, yeah, but it must have been the subject matter or whatever. <laughs> it, was a, it was a picture of a dick in it. I can't believe they did that. <laughs> that was my profile picture. Unbelievable. That was Unbelievable. my signature. My email signature. Mm. Listening to it unfolding, actually, there was um, there's a podcast called Cautionary Tales, which is quite good. It's a bloke from the FT, does it? Um, an author, but he did, he did one about the you know when the Oscars went wrong and they gave they said they announced it as being La La Land had won it yeah. and it all went wrong and it was about it was kind of explaining how that happens and it explained systems it went into longer detail about how other systems break down like safety systems for nuclear power plants and how yeah, you want those to work you do want those to work but it was more than the Oscars I feel like that's more important than the Oscars envelope and probably more important than VAR as long as you're not a scouser but um, yeah it did maybe he was talking in that about how when systems are kind of systems of failure are closely coupled and what does that no, mean? and there's no it means it means insofar as like the the referee, in this case, the referee and the VAR are basically the same system. Right. And when one fails and there's no time for anyone else to properly look at it. All right. So there's not suitable distance of, between the referee almost, and the VAR. It's almost right. like inevitable failure when you bring, when you add so much complication to processes and then you put these two things essentially into one process. Right. It's, in, it's inevitable that they'll fail. And I think that is what you saw there, that the whole, the whole process of them all talking all at once just didn't really work. Yeah, even though, mind you, that a lot of the internal chat, I was, was saying this before, like it's a bit like communication with spacecraft. If you've ever seen like Apollo 13, the movie, or you've seen like the Apollo 11 documentary or whatever, there's Capcom, which is the capsule communicator. So they get, and it's one of the other astronauts who's not flown on this mission. I thought they made Street Fighter. They did, but the, then Capcom came from capsule communication. And so it was one bloke who was the, the conduit through which all communication to and from the spacecraft. So it was only mm-hmm. one voice speaking to the spacecraft. And I think that's what happens with the VAR. The VAR chats to the referee with like a special ref button, but then the the VAR is also talking to the assistant VAR on a separate communication loop. Mm. And then there's the uh, the playback, head of playback was the guy who flagged it up. It was like, lads, 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 this has gone wrong. And then there's the the other guy, which was, I think it was named as Ollie, wasn't it? Who is the guy who used to work for Hawkeye, the, the Tennessee ball people who oversee all this mm. stuff, who is kind of the executive overseer of all of VAR. Like he's like the the middle manager, if you like. So there's, there's a whole loop of things going on over there. But then there's the one guy, the VAR, who's also talking to the refs. So you must have things in both ears mm. going on at once. But yeah, good process, guys. A lot of expense to make a sport worse yeah. and decisions not necessarily all that much better. It has done exactly what we've said so many times, which is to just make, put the problem somewhere else, isn't it? The point of failure somewhere else. It's just relocated it to Stockley Park. Yeah, but yeah. we do have the plus of Jurgen Klopp saying this has never happened before. A team has never had a goal wrongly disallowed. So. Have you seen mm. Wolves' um, 
tweeting that exact point out when they played him in the cup, I think it was. They've yes. clipped um, Klopp saying it, clip Klopp, and, um, and then showed, a, showed footage of when they had a goal ruled out incorrectly for offside. I enjoyed Watford tweeting yesterday about it. The years back, it's probably gone back 20 years, there was a, a ghost goal that was given for Reading. It's interesting to watch the clip back because literally not a single person on the pitch is even claiming for a goal and the ref just pointing to the halfway line and you can see everyone going, "What? What's, what is the decision here? Why is it? Um, why is it? Why is he pointing over there? And then, and then it's given. But Watford tweeted Reading saying, "Fancy a replay," <laughs> which, which as well. I and mean, then there's a little bit of cuteness there by by Liverpool doing this because they're dick waving because um, they know there's not going to be a replay. Mm. But what this does is it positions in, in in a way where I don't know is it a position of power over VAR where they're perhaps going to benefit from some sort of unconscious bias or mm. less scrutiny going forward or I mean the big six already benefit from an unconscious bias it's yeah. just that on this like one occasion when they were playing Spurs so I guess you could argue you know, but does one cancel the other out but you know the amount of stuff that seems to go in the favour of like penalty decisions that get looked at a bit more closely because it's well, the Strauch, be in the, the Strauch of... red card for example look at the way that that was handled mm. do we get a replay there? should do yeah. go back to then because there was, there, we'll was abs- go at the there was genuinely absolutely nothing wrong with that tackle. Yeah, just an unfortunate outcome, wasn't it? Not that we're still banging on about it years later, because we are, you know, we're notoriously good at sort of forgiving and forgetting. I feel. Well, I'm I'm in the mood to forgive and forget when it comes to red cards within the last 24 hours. Anyway, look, let's just say that game <laughs> happened. Let's just say there was an attempt made to, to tackle Pat Bamford. It didn't go right for anyone, and we just move on. Does Pat get banned, by the way? Because he got banned for that Villa dive in all that madness didn't he I feel like he's trying to escape that by admitting that he did dive out of the way mm. like, yes I dived but it was a special kind of dive it was a nice dive <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean watching it, <laughs> not, not, not a bad dive where yeah. I'm hurt watching the highlights back this morning he does get up and it looks like he immediately knows yeah this is wrong and mm. he is speaking to Begovic and the ref and it does I don't know whether he just said it at the time like yeah he didn't touch me at all but it wasn't great, was it? It's just a bit frustrating for Bamford because I thought he came on and played quite well and his movement was good and then you just end up talking about him being a bit of a daft lad. Mm. I wonder, you know you know when he was speaking to Begovic as Begovic was being almost escorted off at that point, I wonder what Bamford was trying to say to him at that point because he went back over to him, didn't he? Like It was like almost like a second round of discussions. I wonder whether he was saying, look, you didn't touch me, I'll t- I've told him and I'll tell him that it'll get overturned, it'll get overturned but then I will step up and take the free kick and try and score <laughs> against the outfield players and go. No, he very very graciously put it into the wall yeah. as a protest, deliberately as deliberately a, yeah yeah absolutely yeah he did looking at the clip of him when it first happens he's got the slight look of like well you know the waiter brings you a bill and there's no drinks on it or something and you think <laughs> do we pay do we pay this and leave yeah or do we do we fess up because there's about because he's going to get taken out of his wages well there's about there's about 30 quid worth of drinks missing off here but mm, have you done mm, that depends where it is right depends on the establishment so who did you get fired then <laughs> Chain, away, chain, away. To be clear, my moral code on this chain restaurant. I'm taking the free drinks. Small restaurant. I'm fessing up. Right. I don't want any. I don't. I don't mind a corporate entity losing some money. Right. But saying. even though, even though the staff member would probably get their wages off. Yeah, they, they never know. Shit just falls through cracks. <laughs> <laughs> good. Good to know, Michael. Rob, you've been watching the Twenty Ones as well. They lost to Wolves. They did. Albeit Wolves were helped by five first team players who admittedly I'd never heard of any of them who were all very wolves it was like a football manager sort of it was like 28 year old journeyman goalkeepers from Salford and 18 year old Uruguayan wonder kids because it's wolves but yeah lost 2-0 I 
Uh, both goals were in the first half. Wolves were better than Leeds, but then Leeds came into it in the second half. Charlie Allen hit the post. Sean McGurk missed a penalty. It was a very good penalty miss, just blasted it wide and he probably whacked against the back wall of the stand. But yeah, the, the 21s are a, a bit weird. I think they've won three and lost three of their opening six, but now like, the league structure's all really weird now. They just need to finish in the top 16, so there's not exactly much pressure there, but then they have um, a lot I imagine, of... Imagine if life was that easy generally. What happens if you don't finish in the you top 16? You don't have to 16? do that well, you've just got to finish I'm in the top 16. I'm entirely sure, to be honest, because the whole like positive supposedly of this structure is that they play more games and there's like a lot of cup fixtures to fit in so there's an interview with Scoobs on the Leeds View podcast and he's saying how this really helps players get used to playing like Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday but then yeah it's like you finish top 16 to get those extra games and there's no relegation it all like the game at Wolves just looked a bit fake as under 21's football seems to do and I've written for the blog about Sean McGurk because he's kind of sums up how weird this under-21s team is now where it's kind of in between different iterations of it and then mm. you've got under-18s players coming up um, and then there's like Sean McGurk and Lewis Bate kind of stuck there. I've, you... I've got the impression that like McGurk's still going to be in the under-21s when he's 30. That's, yeah, that's what I was writing about. He's like the old man of the under-21s and he's only 20 but you do look at him and just kind of, like, I think he's a good player, maybe not good enough for Leeds but I do think he's a good footballer but you do think like is aiming for 16th place in the Premier League to what you need to be doing with your career right now or you need to just go be a proper footballer somewhere. And you mentioned the 18s in passing there. You see that um, Harry Gray played for and scored in the under-18s despite being four days short of 15 years old. Wow. That's nuts, isn't Get him it? on the bench yeah, for the first team. Eddie, kids? It's possible. Archie was talking about the possibility of, um, of playing alongside him, wasn't it, when in... A very wholesome chat with Eddie Gray, Uncle Eddie, this week. On that was on Leeds's YouTube channel. It's nice, nice to it watch. Him. Nice, yeah. He just starts doing ah, lovely. <laughs> How lovely! What a lovely, what a lovely club we are. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping and that extends to their outdoor collection their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions for memorial day get 15 percent off your burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25 percent off outdoor that's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, my lords and ladies, and gentlemen and children, animals, the court is now in session. Welcome to the square ball jury, which is in no way just a rebadged heroes and villains. Uh, of course, as we are here in the, the court, I've got my robes on, by the way. There were protests last week. I may say protests, it was just Gillian who made them, who said, why don't you put the robes on? You made, you made us lose at Southampton. She did say that to me. Yeah. So I've dug them out of the box, I've unpacked them because they were due to go downstairs into our new office. 
Uh, I mean, they're in a box like there, still side of the table. Yeah. Not, but there's other boxes with it. Not, so, not a big job. No, it wasn't a big job, but I just tidying stuff up before we move. Yeah, let's assign a hero and villain of the week. You know, dish out some cheap shots if we like. Mm-hmm. Part of the court's remit. Uh, petty grievances can be um, acknowledged as well. And when it comes to heroes, we can do the opposite. We can do formal commendations. We can doff our cap at people who deserve it for good work in the week. Mixed week, obviously we had a defeat Southampton, beat QPR. So um, let's get into the Ken Bates Villain of the Week award. Um, I have got my wooden gavel. as you know, Not a pointless prop at all. Mm-hmm. There we go. I banged it. That means um, one of you can step up, step up to the legal hockey here in the um, kangaroo court, some have called it, and talk about the Ken Bates Villain of the Week Award. Who wants to nominate who? Shall I step up to the hockey first? Go on, you go. You throw first. Well, I think seeing as we're speaking so soon after QPR game, after such a shocking incident last night. It's Begovic, isn't it? You just can't rush out your box and tackle like that. No. It's just not part of the game. As JT says, bring back the death penalty. It's true. I mean, what? I've, by the way, just, just sorry, Michael. I was just going to say, I do have my death penalty cloth here, mm. which, which I presume was just a spare bit of material that's left over from the from the robes. Um, and it used to be that in British legal circles, they did used to put a black cloth on there, didn't they? The judges to to do that. Um, sorry, do continue anyway. You, I'm sure you're about to make a very important point. I was. I know this isn't my. It's not my case to make, but imagine. I know that we, you could say, you could argue there was no contact, but imagine if Bamford had been a bit closer to him. Yeah. And only three foot tall, he could have kicked his head clean off. <laughs> and imagine if um, Begovic, in an act of, oh, I can only say evil, had sharpened his studs to points. Mm. Think about what could have happened. I then. mean, to be fair to Begovic, if he had been three foot tall and Bamford had been closer to him and he'd kicked Bamford in his head, he'd have torn his hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Very good, so Rob. Might have been. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Do you, do, you, do you accept Rob's argument then or do you want to make a counter case for someone else? No, I want to nominate Leeds United. Right. For the um, for the ticket policy, Methley Chris um, got in touch about this as well, just saying for the ticket policy. And someone tweeted me about it as well, just pointing out how much it would have actually cost to take their three kids to this game. Because it's, I look, £50 a membership is £30 for a kids membership. And then the tickets were... Well, the tickets that were left were West Stand and East Upper, weren't they? Which I think are expensive ones too. So you're looking at 40 plus quid for adult tickets there. I know that they've tried to sell these memberships, but surely like the day in, just in the little day or two before a game, just put them on general sale for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. fill the stadium. No I, one, I, I don't think anyone would mind, would they? No, I know people have bought memberships and want the value from it. But if if they've already had an offer of those tickets and they've not sold, just put them on general sale. Like, why would you not sell the ground out? It, it feels was, petty. I sorted a couple of tickets out for a couple of, my, couple of my dad's friends with memberships of friends that weren't getting used. And yeah, buying them tickets in that lower bit of the West End, I clicked on them and I had to double check. I was like, these are 46 quid. Do you actually want <laughs> to go this much? But the membership, thing, yeah, the not putting them on general sale is just ridiculous. And it almost devalues the membership because you think, <coughs> isn't the membership meant to have some form of priority? before they go on general sale and it's like no you just need to give us 50 quid to have the chance of buying a ticket so it becomes the only way in which you can get a ticket Um, and it's the only way you can do friends and family as well which does make sense I get it just for comparison by the way I've got Man City's um, memberships up on screen and you can become a Man City member for 25 quid which is the non-matchday membership so there's membership and then there's matchday membership so it's 25 quid for the non-tickety one 35 quid for the tickety one so you can already see the difference Plus, it gives you a fiver off all Premier League match tickets. Does the match day membership? So, if you attend 
seven, you've got your money back as it is. And obviously you get some goodies thrown in there, retail discounts, all the usual stuff. Um, for kids, it's... You also it's, get to watch all the best players in the world. Yes. I mean, uh, um, the other side to this is that there is such great wealth in the Premier League from the TV money, the Champions League, you know, Leeds United. is not a charity, it has to make its money somewhere. But that doesn't mean we have to make the argument for them either. That It's their job to do that. And it's 20 quid for kids membership, which includes tickets. And you get a fiver off um, Premier League match tickets and that. And also, we had three years of Premier League income and it was still the blatant scam then about a membership. <laughs> it, so. it always feels like they're just trying to rinse us absolutely, every yeah. last penny out of us that they can. And like the match tickets go to show. Like the season tickets, I think, are pretty reasonably priced. Mm. But you get beyond that, it's it's an absolute rip-off, isn't it? Yeah. And it just at this point, it's just... It benefits no one, does it, to not put those remaining couple of thousand tickets on general sale? Apart from to strong arm people into make, into your membership, membership. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, to basically prop up your membership scheme. I want it to be full, and it could be full, so let it be full. Yeah, look, you know, in the front of the West Stand, it looked like a bunch of school kids were in there because there was a huge block of people sat together. I wonder if maybe they tried to get some schools in at the last minute. Well, I didn't notice them. I don't know, but um, yeah, I didn't like it. It was thirty-two and a half thousand, which goes to show there is a limit, doesn't it? Which would have been for many years as a midweek, nothing sort of a game. That would have been an unbelievable attendance. Mm-hmm. But you know, we live in a different time now. We're still in the Premier League is in and promotion. All that is in the recent past, isn't it? So people actually still want to go. So let them. Yeah, and the other thing is, if if we don't go up this season, and if there are a couple of sales and a bit of a, I don't know as. Angus Kerr described it like a bit of an FFP reset in the summer and the squad doesn't look quite as sparkly and as attractive as it does now. You know, if like, I don't know, Ruta goes, presumably Nonto goes, and it's a bit more of a workaday championship side, you could probably knock another 5,000 off it, couldn't you? If they continue with this sort of pricing for the match day tickets. Mm. You've already seen it this season with, I think it was the West Brom home game, which was a Friday night. But on the day of the game, there's quite a lot of tickets going on the exchange and it is, you know, there is a big demand there, but it's still quite a fragile thing, I think. Mm, absolutely. Interesting. So your two main candidates are Begovic for his brutal assault, attempted murder? Yeah. Well, it could have, in different circumstances, he could definitely have decapitated Pat Bamford. Well, I think I did see a tweet to that effect saying that, you know, the sentences for murder and attempted murder are just the same. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I should know that. As a judge, I should know that. It doesn't feel like that's true. No. 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 <laughs> I'm going to say that's not true. All right. Are they treated, they're treated as, with equal severity. Okay. Yeah. Don't do either. Try not to do that. Yeah, both are bad. Yeah, I mean, I've absolutely no research to back that up whatsoever in the finest traditions of this podcast. Um, Any other people we need to mention for causing misery? I mean, Southampton need to mention, don't they, for a start? Mm. Uh, Well, Dickie Wood um, nominated Armstrong, both of them. In fact, everyone called Armstrong in the world. Mm -hmm. Sorry to you if you are an Armstrong, but you're going to have to take this one for the team. Stretch. Yep. Uh, Lance. Alex. Alexander, sorry. Alexander Armstrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that a TV person? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Louis. Yep. Um, we're just listing Armstrongs now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could, I mean, we could easily, really easily go to the Wikipedia page Chris, and just Chris say, Armstrong. Chris say, yeah. Armstrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably it. That's probably it for Armstrong. We've done them all, haven't we, I think. <laughs> Is that the whole family? Mm. Armstrong. Uh, I'm going to do that now. People. Armstrong. Surname. Brad. No. Charles. No. James. Joe. John. Joseph. These are just names. Margaret. Keith. Peter. Paul. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> it's enough names. Yeah, uh, that's just a whole lot of names on a podcast. <laughs> uh, other people, um, cheap shots. Don Goodman gets one. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what's the point in him? Yeah, it's a fair, fair question. Um, Gareth Ainsworth has got a nomination for his hair and outfit from Sarah. I, I, 
I feel like I'm willing to cut into some slack because he's just doing his own thing. It looks like, uh, yeah. I thought he looks like Farker in Train Spotting or something. <laughs> he's got he's got an air of um, Loki out of all the Is it the Marvel movies that um, Tom Hiddleston? Is okay. It, is it Hiddleston? I know, I know, it was the Spurs one and it was the actor. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, one of the two. That actor who does Loki, who plays Loki in the films. Mm. Bit like him. Not seeing him. Bit of a lot of, I'll say a word. Just looks a bit of a scruff. That's all. But you know, yeah, you've got to admire the individuality, haven't you? So, but yeah, fine. Cheap shot. Yeah, who else? Oh, away shirts. You should um, listen to our upcoming series with, with Ed Cowburn, designer of these absolute losers of a, of a set of shirts he's created. But yeah, um, <laughs> Tom nominates away shirts. We should always play in white. Yeah. Um, no win in the league in away shirts since Brentford two seasons ago. Yeah, that's bollocks, isn't it? It's just some going. But do listen to his, um, yeah, his podcast. Good job, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> they are promotion kits. Remember that? But yeah, I think that. That's about it. I mean, Bamford has been nominated. But. We're not, we're not going to go in on Patrick, are we, for but staying, just staying alive in the face of such brutality? <laughs> I mean, don't do that again, Pat. But I, I did think it was what, funny. Jump out, yeah. jump out of the way did, of, of some did, sharpened studs? I can't get away from the fact that I did think it was really funny while it was all unfolding yesterday. As much as I it was almost certainly dived at the time. So who's caused us more misery? Because that's the point of this award. The Ken Bates Villain of the Week Awards. Who's caused us misery over the last seven days? I mean, Southampton as a concept have overall but neither of you stepped up to the hockey to nominate Southampton no, I feel like we've been mature and just let that defeat wash over us mm. got back on the arse it's fine so it's either Begovic or Leeds United's ticket policy whereas I woke up in a cold sweat with dreaming of Begovic's big foot coming towards me yesterday that's how much it scarred me mm. so yeah I think it was a Begovic what do you think then Rob are you prepared to give it to Begovic absolutely I think he's the obvious villain of the week and he played for Chelsea and he refused to accept the decision when the referee had made his mm. position quite clear. He should have thanked the referee and shaken his hand. <laughs> I will accept this. If we need to discuss it further afterwards, then we will. That's what he said, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. In the spirit of the Corinthian rules and all that. Right, so it's Begovic is the Ken Bates villain of the week. Interesting. Didn't quite expect that. Into more enlightened things then. The Gitano Berardi Hero of the Week Award. We can only award one Hero of the Week. There can be formal commendations. There can be doffs of the cap. Lots of people suggesting nobody, weren't they, in the wake of Southampton? But yeah, you know, we won. We won. We won through the week. Football can change a lot inside a few days. It was our lowest average score was the Southampton game by quite a distance. Yeah. So thanks to our TSB Plus members for scoring players out of ten for those games. Yeah, four point six four against Southampton was the average. Was the average right? Which ain't great. Um, uh, so yeah. Strauk and Strauk and Ruta came out tops for that five point six three average, and Liam Cooper, bless him, Coops didn't have a good day. Just over three out of ten. Mm. Yeah, and Farker's lowest of the season as well, three point seven nine. Getting down into the Jesse, the Jesse Big Sam ratings is is the into the threes, but it's a one off. Yeah. So he's he managed to bounce back with a seven point two against QPR. So yeah, and Ampadu and Rutter, Rodon, Byram, loads of people did did quite well against yeah. uh, against QPR. So everything's kind of returned to normal there. Yeah, so they were all north of seven point five. Piro actually voted mm. lowest. I think that's a bit unfair. I thought he was he was solid without being spectacular. I think people just want him to score goals. Score goals, make us happy. <laughs> uh, Ethan Ampadu continues to lead the uh, the Player of the Year award. Um, so is he going to feature in the um, in the nominations right now for the Gitano Barada Hero of the Week award? Somebody who's made our last week uh, last week happy in Leeds World should feature. Yeah. Are you stepping up to the hockey first? Or are you going to nominate? Yeah, Ampadu. Yeah. <laughs> for all the reasons we said on the match ball, he just keeps playing well, doesn't he? That's the thing with him. He just every week, even when we're Against Southampton, we didn't have full control of midfield, but you would struggle to say he did anything wrong. And then he just felt like he was in charge of everything again yesterday. Yeah. Do you know what his really biggest asset is, I think? Functioning hamstrings. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, against um in comparison to Adams, do you mean? Yeah. Was... So so far, I mean I don't want to jinx it and assume that those hamstrings will be fine forever, but so far so good. I mean at this point last year actually Adams was leading player of the year, wasn't he? I think. Mm-hmm. Is it a poison chalice? Possibly. Whereas little sneaky Dan James just coming up on the rails, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> While not playing for Fulham, he was just climbing the climbing the rankings every week. But yeah, I must admit, you, you, when you see, you wouldn't want to swap a back for Adams now, would you? If you were given a straight, even a straight swap option, and what mm-hmm. Bournemouth had paid for him, if someone said you can you can swap Ampadu back for Adams, I think I'd probably stick with Ampadu. Um, I'm not proud of it, but I really laughed reading that tweet that Adams' is hamstrings knackered again. Because I think was that. Uh, We'd kicked off early on Saturday, hadn't we? Yeah. And yes. obviously that was a bit of a shit show. But then seeing that tweet in the evening did really cheer me up. Yeah, it is petty. But as we said, this is what football's about. And, you know, people go, oh, well, he did, did really, really well for us when he was here. When he played, yeah, fine. But then he tried to sue the club, so. Yeah. I know some, and I some... say tried to. That's that's probably litigious in its own right, isn't it? He threatened to, if reports are to be believed. Yeah. He, he found a way to exit, is what he did. Mm. Yeah. Which in, he did. In a way that is not likely to make us happy and now he's in a different treatment room so bollocks to him <laughs> so well done so what else have we got then Rob your turn then who are you, who are you going to nominate as you step up to the uh, to the hockey I feel like because of the Southampton game it's been kind of a quiet week on the player front everyone was just consistent last night um, so I'm going to nominate an ex-player in Mateus Click mm. for his tweet last night yeah. which again last night's game good win but maybe a little bit boring but seeing Click's tweet very funny Shows that he just still loves us, he's still watching. And also what does make last night's game more entertaining is imagining what Mateus Clicker would have been like after the red card and things like that. Oh. He would have really livened it up. He'd have loved that. Yeah, and these are the things that do bring us joy. I mean, do we need to formally commend Patrick Bamford for um, successfully avoiding injury in that awful set of circumstances and for his return from injury? Given it's Pat Bamford, I wouldn't I wouldn't go counting any chickens. <laughs> I genuinely don't want to jinx that. He could... He could have done something in the in the period from, from full time. To yeah, his, his hamstrings were dicky, weren't they? Mm. Okay, so we'll we'll is it doff of the cap? Is that as far as as far as we're prepared to go? Well done for coming back. Keep it that way. Yeah. Okay. So fine. Do you know what, Rob? That's a really convincing argument to me. What do you think to that, Michael? Are you going to rebut the argument, my lord? Probably not. No. Um, I do think we just need to do. A <laughs> Tom did nominate. Um, Whoever caused the Sky commentary <laughs> to cut out for 30 seconds, a, a blissful respite from Don Gubben stating the obvious as if it's the most profound thing ever. Um, example, the next goal is massive. Yeah. I, I, in particular, this is South, so it's a Southampton game, by the way. Yes. In particular, I did enjoy, as I flagged up at the time, him saying that they were, Southampton were literally playing on their knees, literally. They weren't, were they? No. That's, that's no, not no. factually correct. No. No. Um, anything else you want to mention then before you uh, come to a decision? I mean, I think we probably need to acknowledge that, um, that Root is fun. Yes. For his nice through balls in both games. Yeah, one, formal commendations. One of which led to a goal. We didn't make enough of that pass on the match ball. It was a very good pass. Yeah. Nice goal. And likewise, a couple of shouts to Pascal Strauch as well. He's very good. That's his big sexy pair at best. And yeah. Best, and better on the left than he is on the right. Yes. Did you see his big sexy parents the other week? Uh, yeah, the uh, Leeds fans were drinking with them somewhere, weren't mm. they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good to keep an eye on. Someone also um, tagged me in to a tweet with Joe Rodden's mum. I was just about to say you're obsessed with the parents, <laughs> aren't you? Someone, people, are, people now know I'm onto this. <laughs> Some people are like, don't encourage you. Like, oh, found another one. Add found this to your database. <laughs> and database is what it is, Rob. That's what I'll end up on. This continues. <laughs> Talk, talking about litigious stuff. Uh, yeah, Levi's Solicitors.co.uk 
forward slash the square ball for your 10% discount if you want to uh, put a restraining order in on Michael because he's pestering your mum. Look, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to understand the backstory of this. What players. have you discovered about Joe Roden's mum so far? Ah, uh, not a lot really. No. Just someone I would I didn't even go looking for that. Someone um left that in my car officer. Yeah. I, it was nothing to do with me. It's not my bag. That's what I'm saying. I'm holding it for a friend. Right. So uh who are we picking then for the hero of the week? Joe Rodon's mum. <laughs> I mean, he was good too. Yeah. And she played a part in that, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, I suppose. Well, all right, she did. Confirmed. <laughs> Fairly important part. Yeah, all right. Um, can't remember who was nominated now. Click. <laughs> click. He was going for click. You can't remember who you nominated. Oh, it was Ampadu, wasn't it? Yeah. Ah, oh, there'll be other weeks for Ampadu. Are we saying that every week, though? <laughs> well, and it's keeping him on his toes, is what I think. When he finally scores, we'll give him it. Yeah, that could, that's true. Could be a while, though. Right, okay. So what is it? A taste click? Yeah, why not? Just one for the road, like for old time's sake. Exactly. Oh, thank you. It was, a, it was an excellent tweet because if there's one thing he's good at, it's stirring the pot and he stirred that pot. Do you want um, Pat Bamford banned from professional football for life as the QPR fan petition has uh, suggested? Um, no, but he might get banned for a couple of games. For what? On... For what? For diving out of the way of a vicious assault? Mm, well, if... If that does happen, it just goes to show what set of leads-hating bastards everyone is. Mateus Click, we all settled on that. An unanimous verdict to the court. I'm happy to give it to Click. It's always nice to think about Click. It is always nice. Very good. Right. What did we say? Is it court dismissed? Court? Court? Fuck off! That's what they say at the end of... <laughs> well done, Clicky. We'll see you in a bit. Get the fuck out! The Square Ball Podcast. 